0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, and I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is a show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible, things going on in your life, or if you have a prayer request and would like to be prayed for, Uh, along with lots of people listening over the air who can join in and say amen. We'd love to hear from you. You can call us or text us. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. And the number to text is 720-336-0897. I want to say welcome to all of those of you listening today. Uh, First of all, I want to say hi to everybody listening on Grace FM in Colorado and Southern Wyoming. We also want to say hello to everyone listening on our syndicated station. So we're syndicated now in two uh, regions other than where we're located here in Colorado. So we're syndicated on the East Coast on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland. And we are now also syndicated on Truth FM in Tennessee and parts of North Carolina and Kentucky. So welcome to all of you who are tuning in from different parts of the country and from right here in Colorado where we're based. And uh, we want to say welcome. We're glad that you tuned in today. And we want to remind you that those of you listening on the East Coast and in the Tennessee area, you are hearing this program on a one-week delay. So we would love to hear from you, and then you get the special opportunity to tune in again the following week and hear yourself on the radio and hear how funny your voice actually sounds on the radio. So uh, that's always fun. We want to give a big hello also to everybody who listens online. Uh, either on the mobile app there's a great Grace FM mobile app if you don't have it you should go to your mobile app store whichever one you use and download the Grace FM app and you can tune in wherever you are over the internet and it's a great way to keep up with Grace FM and listen to the programs and you can also go on our website, gracefm.com, and you can listen online in your web browser. So however you're tuned in today and wherever you're from, we want to welcome you to the program. We're glad that you called. Again, the number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. The beginning of the show is always one of the best times to tune in because that's when we have uh, open lines to begin with. So if you want to get on the air today, this is a good time to call in. Also, the number to text is 720 720- 720 897 That's 720-336-0897. So just a few things about myself. I am your host every Monday here on Calvary Live. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church, which is located in Longmont, Colorado. We're a church that loves Jesus and loves studying the Bible. And we study. We love to study the Bible uh, through books of the Bible, verse by verse. We're affiliated with Calvary Chapel and so uh, we meet at the Saint Vrain Memorial Building, which is in downtown Longmont, at 700 Longs Peak Avenue, um, right at the corner of Kaufman and Longs Peak. So we're right on the southeast corner of Roosevelt Park, which is the city park here in Longmont. And we would love to have you come and visit us if you're in the Longmont area. If you're in Longmont itself or in any of the surrounding communities near Longmont, we'd love to have you come and visit us on a Sunday and worship with us. You can find all the information about where we're at on our website at Whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com. dot com and also on there you can um, you can listen to old teachings, you know, pass messages and you can get all kinds of information about our church. It's just a great resource. But we'd love to have you come. We meet at ten AM on Sunday mornings in the St. Vrain Memorial Building right there in downtown Longmont. So and if you're a regular listener to Grace FM every weekday at 2.30 p.m., and every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. you can hear our show, Whitefield's show. It's called Life in the Field, which refers to how we live our lives on mission with God in His mission field, and you can tune in. So that's every weekday, 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time, and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. So if for any reason you're not in church at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning, tune in to Grace FM, and you hear me there. Let's go ahead and I'll give you those numbers again to call in or to text. So the number to call is 303-690-3000. And the text line is 720-336-0897. Hey, there's something I've been telling you about for the last couple of weeks. And... um I want to tell you about it some more. So it's called the it's called the Expositors Collective. It's a project that myself and uh, several other pastors from different parts of the country here and even outside the United States have been working on. And really, it's our our vision is to raise up the next generation of expository Bible teachers and preachers. And so, uh, to that end. I uh, have my friend Pete Nelson. We're working on this project together. I have him. I uh, asked him to call in today, so he's going to be our first caller. We've actually got full lines right now. You can also text us, but but do uh, call in after this. Um, I'm going to take this call with Pete first, and I'm just going to introduce you guys to him, and then um, we're going to talk about the Expositors Collective and maybe a few other things. So, hey, Pete, are you there?
2: Yeah, Nick, how are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks Good. for calling in.
2: I- yeah, I heard your shout out to all the Boulder County areas. You forgot Niwot.
0: I did. Niwot's Longmont, though, isn't it? That's how I think of it as a long monster.
2: My, ho- my old hometown.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. It's all when I moved to Longmont. The first question I had was, "What do you call a person from Longmont? Like, you call a Boulderite? You call a Denverite? What do you call it?" So uh, it,
2: it, it, it depends on where you're t- where you, you know where you're sharing. You
0: know. Yeah. If, you're
2: in, if you're in Colorado, you got to be specific. But if you're in Australia, then it's just Denver or Boulder.
0: <laughs> yeah. I like to tell people I'm in Boulder just because, you know, I think that's something people in Longmont do because they think Boulder's that's a right. little bit cooler. That's um, right. But, it is. <laughs> and if you have a bad-tempered person from Longmont, I call them a long monster.
2: <laughs> I love that. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, Pete, um, maybe let's just talk uh, for a minute about our history. And then we could talk about how, maybe you could talk about the Exposers Collective history and, uh, sure. and why people should sign up and how to do that. So, sure. yeah. so I've known you, Pete, since I was in high school. I don't know if you remember, but I, uh, I remember you're, you're the very right. first time we talked, uh, I had a girlfriend who I uh, am no longer, uh, we didn't get married. I <laughs> ended up married somebody else, but I had a girlfriend and you were, and you, you, a, you were living in Vail. Yeah. <laughs> you were living in Vail, and you were driving down to Crossroads Church of Denver, and I was a new Christian. I was yeah. just I had just started attending, and I attended on Monday nights. And you yeah. were uh, leading uh, Monday Night Live at that time.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Monday Night Live. We started a Bible study there in um, Wheat Ridge, and that's where I met you. And it was that was kind of the start of me getting involved more in Denver and the ministry there. And um and I remember taking a team to Hungary and you told me after that short mission trip I'd like to go back to Hungary and I thought, Wow, so you wanna go back for another like maybe for the summer or a couple a few weeks, what do you want? And you said, No, actually God's calling me to go there for seven years and you sort of floored me with that. But mm-hmm. Lo and behold, just with all the history that we've shared as well with the ministry in Hungary, you planned, planned the church there in ager and man, just so cool to see what God's done in your life.
0: Oh, yeah, and uh, yeah, we, we've had some history together, yeah, so, you know, you were the one who took me to Hungary, introduced me to in ministry over there, I ended up spending 10 years uh, mm-hmm. rather than 7, which was a great 10 years, met my actual wife over there, and... uh And then, uh, so during that time, you planted the church in Longmont, Whitefields.
2: Yeah, Whitefields Community Church, which you pastor now, and um, we planted that church, and then the Lord called Angie and I to Sydney, Australia, and I remember just hearing that call, and my prayer was, okay, Lord, if you're calling me, then obviously you're calling somebody here to Longmont. Mm. And immediately, the Lord put you on my heart. Mm. <laughs> I just heard Nick Katie, So I just started praying for you and didn't call you. And so for three months, Angie and I prayed for you every day because we knew that the Lord was stirring in our hearts. And I remember you calling me and saying, Pete, I just—well, you actually texted or emailed me and said, we need to set up a phone call, like a Skype call. Back then, you needed Skype. And um still do sometimes but and and you said, Pete, the Lord I don't I don't get it. God is just calling me back to Colorado and I don't know what that means and and he's put it on my heart to come help you like with with what's going on there at Whitefield's church. Yeah. And I said, You know what? That's the Lord. <laughs> and that was the beginning really of you being, you know, come the transition of you coming and being the senior pastor there at Whitefields church. And so it's such a great God story. I tell you, I mean, and just, I know the people are blessed there, um, with you as the pastor and just thank the Lord that he, that he's, he, it's his church. Right. And then we're just, we're just part of, he's the head and we're just part of the nervous system. And when we respond to him, you know, he, that's the best, Way to see the Lord just orchestrate um, these kinds of transitions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. God's good. It's been six years now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, where, maybe tell people where you're at now. Okay. So, um, Angie
2: and I uh, planted one church in Sydney, Australia. Great church there going really well. Uh, We needed to come back. There was some visa. issues, and so we came back, and we planted a new church in Thousand Oaks, California, and One Love Church, Thousand Oaks, California. Hmm. And so you can check us out online. It's the number one church—excuse uh, me, the number one love church.com and um, and we're just having a great time. God is doing an amazing thing here, and we're we're really blessed.
0: That's cool. Yeah, I've gotten the chance to be out there a few times since you guys planted, and the mm-hmm. last time I was out there was for the first Expositors Collective.
2: That's right. So the Expositors Collective was an experiment, really, something I had on my heart, um, attending uh, you know, a lot of conferences over the years, pastors' conferences, which I truly love and am blessed by. But I always had this thing on the ba- in the back of my mind about the younger generation and having a heart for them to be really involved in a sort of a conference setting. And so I always thought, you know, if ever I'm back in the States and I had my own building, I'd like to do a, a, not a conference, but a seminar, like an interactive seminar that wasn't just for pastors, but just the younger generation, guys and girls, to to be mentored and to really learn uh, what it means to be um, expository teachers and, and really what that means. And so... Uh, the expositors collective was a was an experiment and it's it's a short it's not a conference it's not a pastor's conference it's a seminar that's very interactive all the talks are approximately 17 to 20 minutes um, and they they're followed up by uh, like a workshop or some sort of um, you know, maybe a Q&A or, or a panel or something like that. And it gives a chance for everyone to be involved in the whole process of this conference and all the information that's getting, you know, delivered from the from the um, microphone.
0: Okay. Yeah, and I mean, we had a great experience with that first one. And uh, so we, you know, you had, we had talked on the phone and you had said, you know, I'm just praying about where the next one would be. And we thought, you know, the next, it seems like it would be great to have one. In the Denver area, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. So, so yeah, I contacted Ed, um, Pastor Ed Taylor, there at uh, Calvary Aurora, and see if he'd be willing to host one of these Expositors Collectives because there it's definitely struck a nerve. And we're getting um, actually before <laughs> before my call to you, I was just on the phone with someone in New York who wants to schedule one um, later this year. So we're getting requests all over the nation to do these things. I mean, they're only 24 hours long. It's really inexpensive, so any young person can be involved. And really, it's it's about—it's not—you don't have to be—I mean, it's for pastors, it's for assistant pastors, it's for youth pastors, but it's just for anyone even leading a Bible study, or even wanting to lead a Bible study. And uh, you're just—you're welcome to come. And the whole idea— is to encourage the next generation of Bible teachers mm-hmm. on whatever level, whether it's pastoral or even just a small group leader. And so Pastor Ed said, yeah, let's do it. Um, they're hosting the seminar. We're so grateful for um, for Calvary Aurora and for them uh, hosting this and just really looking forward to it. Cool. I just like to make an appeal. <laughs> Thanks. Nick, for the this If you're listening right now, if you know anybody that just has a heart to uh, teach the Bible at any level uh, between ages 18 and 34, just the younger generation, this will be a huge encouragement because there will be really quality information given out. We've got an incredible Bible teachers, Pastor David Guzik, who is the commentator for, you know, the Enduring Word Common Commentary, Pastor Brian Burderson Pastor Ed Taylor, Pastor Nick Cady, you're going to be there. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to have some really—Pastor Mike Neglias coming over from Ireland, and it's only $20. Hmm. So this truly is an investment in the next generation. So please, if you're listening, just, this is a great opportunity. Um, not sure when we're going to come back through Denver, but um, uh, just— You're all welcome.
0: Yeah. And so just some some quick stats like uh, info, right? So it's going to be Friday and Saturday, July 20th and 21st. Starts uh, 1 o'clock, is that right, on Friday? So yes,
2: it it starts promptly at 1 p.m. on Friday, and it will end at 2 p.m. on Saturday. Okay. And We're asking everyone who attends to be there for the whole time.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, If you live in the Denver area, you know, you can come and then, you know, we'll end that evening can go home and then come back in the morning. Um, but uh, you'll understand when you get there why it's not just something you come in and sit in a, on a session. It's very interactive. You're going to be involved in different workshops and in, in your group. We're going to put you in a group. It's, so 1 so. p.m. Friday to Saturday, 2 p.m.
0: And the way to sign up, you go to expositorscollective.com. So expositorscollective.com. And one more thing I want to add is, this is for men and women. So women are invited too, because we know there's so many women who are teaching in children's ministries, youth ministries, women's ministries, and so we want to equip them to do it well as well. All right. Well, I'm going to need to let you go, but uh, thanks for calling in, Pete. I'm glad that we got to talk about it. I pray that this uh, event just takes off and goes great. So.
2: Okay, look forward to seeing you there. All
0: right, see you then. All God right, bless. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Katie from Whitefields Community Church, taking your calls and texts on the air today. The number to call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or text us, 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one. We've got um, Justin in Grand Junction, Colorado. Hi, Justin. Welcome to the program.
3: Hi, Nick, Katie. Thank you so much.
0: Um, What's going on? I
3: I have a question regarding uh, my family, I guess. Um, The Lord has recently done a lot of work in my life, and I was living in Denver. I'm from Grand Junction, and um, he recently brought me home. And when I was growing up, my family was really strong in the Lord, but after coming home and being away for all these years, I see that they've drifted so far away from the Lord. And being here and only wanting to be righteous and just to live through God you know, every single day Being here is it's, it's very hard Because my family ridicules me a lot And they, they, it's real easy for them to kind of beat up on me And growing up I would just leave But now, you know, being in Christ and stuff I don't want to just leave I want to actually help them and, and maybe save their life But it's just It's a giant in, in my life And I, I, I mean, I just I don't know how to I don't know how to get God back into this house like he, he wants to be. And I was just hoping that you, maybe you can give me some insight.
0: Yeah, I think there are a couple of ways to do that. Um, I think, first of all, you know, Jesus—you uh, remember the Sermon on the Mount? Jesus says this incredible thing about being salt and light, and he talks about how— um, and so that, that's the actions or the, the attitude part of it, right? That's like what you can do on a practical level aside from just speaking about Jesus— and I would say that's that's definitely a place to start. So um, go in there and be salt and light. Jesus says, if salt loses its saltiness, what good is it? And that, that speaks to us as Christians that, you know, if we're not distinctive, if we're not different, if we're not bringing in a new element that is, that is new and foreign and different uh, because of our relationship with Jesus into any situation mm-hmm. that we walk into, um, then we're missing it. So, Um, That's the encouragement that Jesus says. And I love what he says there in Matthew chapter 5. He says, Let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And so there he makes the bridge between our good works, not just being for the sake of people saying, Oh, hey, Justin's a a super good guy. No, we want to. Be transparent in that sense, in the sense of they see our good works, but rather than patting us on the the back, they glorify the Lord, or they're saying, Hey, there's something that's going on in Justin's life that is changing him, that's making him different. And so I really want to encourage you in that way, and uh, I'm going to pray for you in that. And it's just have your actions be different. But I think there's another sense in which. You know, there's this saying that's attributed to so many people, and I don't think anyone knows who truly said it, but it's, uh, you know, preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words. And my argument would be, uh, it's always necessary, bro. Like, that's the whole point. Uh, The gospel is communicated through words. The word gospel means good news. And the way that you, it's a proclamation. And so the way that you proclaim a proclamation is by using your words right? That's like saying, feed the feed the hungry when necessary, and if necessary, or feed the hungry at all times, and if necessary, use bread. Well, that's how it works. That's how you feed hungry people. And that's also how it works with the gospel. That's how we preach the gospel, is through words. And uh, and of course, we, we also, so we have to have the two sides, right? You can't do one to the neglect of the other. And so much damage is done because of people saying, well, I'm going to do this one, but they neglect the other, right? So you get some people who are like, I'm just going to do good deeds, and, uh, but people never make the connection that those good deeds are because of God's work in your life, because you never talk about right. God, right? Well, on yeah. the other hand, you have people who just talk a lot, but, um, but they, they, their lives don't bear witness to the work of God uh, in them. and yeah, no good fruit. Yeah, and that can be very detrimental as well, because that's where, where you know, Christians get all the uh, accusations of hypocrisy. Mm. So uh, I'm going to tell you those those are the two two things, and I know that it, uh, there's, yeah, that's what I'm going to tell you. Try okay, and display just, Christ it's just in your building actions.
3: building a lot of, like, resentment. I'm, I'm trying to, even though they treat me so poorly and they kind of single me out. It's kind of ridiculous, but I'm trying to stand faithful in the Lord, and I'm trying to—I know that Jesus kind of went through the same thing. Like, he didn't even have a place to lay his head at night, and so I'm trying to just to endure, but I, it's building resentment within me, and I don't want it to damage the fam, the you know, the relationship with my family or with Jesus, and I know that Jesus doesn't want me just to give up on them, but to love them, but it's hard to love them when they're treating me so poorly. Yeah. you know and I'm, I'm just trying to get over that part so right and I, and i've spoke about the lord and i've I, and I've, I've tried to bring that aspect into it but they don't want to hear it they shut it out a lot and and so and i think maybe it brings on more ridicule to me and i, I just
2: springs, So i, I mean what you're saying uh, is
3: just um well, do good works and be faithful in the lord and and they will see eventually
0: and keep talking about the lord but i will tell you one more thing and that is uh for your own heart you know i'm going to tell you to read uh, John 15, verses 18 through, I guess it's 24, where Jesus is talking about the fact that he says, hey, a, no servant is greater than their master. And if people uh, hated me, then then don't be surprised if they hate you. Here's my other comment on that. Just make sure that the reason why they hate you, so to say, or, or have any kind of problem with you is because of Jesus and not because of you, right? Like, because I've seen so many people who are like, Man, I'm getting persecuted for uh, being a Christian. Uh, people don't like me, and they're mean to, and, and they say that uh, say these things about me. And then it turns out that the reason why people don't like them is not because of Jesus, but because of the way that they act. So, um, I, I want to just make sure that you keep that in mind as well. So, make sure that you are uh, living in a way uh, that. You have gracious words, always seasoned with salt. You're uh, portraying the Lord, living in a manner worthy of the gospel, talking about Jesus. And I would also just encourage you to not uh, lose heart and to to keep okay. that in mind, because that's why Jesus told his disciples that. He was saying, "Hey, don't lose heart. You know, don't be don't be discouraged when those um those kind of things happen, because that's kind of par for the course. But make okay. sure that they hate you because of uh. Because of the right reasons and not because because of of what I'm doing. Yeah. Correct.
3: Okay.
0: Well, let me pray for you, Justin. Okay. Heavenly Father, we pray for Justin and, uh, just thank you for this desire for that. He has to bring, uh, you Lord into his family. And, um, what a noble desire that is. What a noble desire it is. We see that in some of the apostles. We see that with uh, Andrew, you know, saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get my brother and I'm going to bring my brother or other people in the Bible who we see that brought other people to the Lord or brought the Lord to introduce the Lord to other people. Lord, I pray that that would be the case in Justin's family life as well. Lord, I pray that you give him a lot of wisdom as he uh, ministers and seeks to bring conversation about you into his family life we also pray lord that you would give him wisdom in his actions Lord, that in every way he would glorify you and point people to you and we pray that in jesus name amen
3: amen thank you so much nick i do have one or two very quick questions i know that we're pressed for time um but i just kind of regarding this my so my grandma back when she was growing up i know that she was saved by the lord at around 15 and then when she got into her 30s um her and her cousin had gotten into some occultic stuff would that be considered blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? Like, is there is there like no hope for them? Or do I keep praying and I keep trying to bring God into their life? Or do I just kind of, is that God's thing to deal
0: with? Um, We're coming up on a break and I got another caller I want to take. But I'll just say really quickly, I don't believe that that counts as blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. I don't think that they're they're done and over with. Uh, I think there's okay. still hope for them.
3: Okay, cool. Great.
0: Thank okay. you so much, Nick. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. listen bye. listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Katie from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. We're coming up on a break, but I want to take this next call. Let me give you the call-in number for those of you who have been waiting to call. The number is 303-690-3000. It's 303-690-3000. Or you can text in 720-336-0897. So let's go to Robert in Thornton, Colorado. Hey, Robert, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Nick, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for holding. Hey, Robert, no. before we go any further, let me just tell you, we're coming up on break in about two minutes. Um, so hopefully, uh, you'll be willing to stick with me again over the break. But I knew that you'd been holding, so I wanted to get you on the air.
4: Right on, bro. Uh, I probably know the answer to the question, probably faith and believe in God, in order to have a you know, I live in a finite body, mind, all that. You know, we're limited. And, uh, you know, we're just kind of paint a picture of uh, a, re- a relationship with Jesus you know, daily.
0: I'm sorry. So you're cutting out on me a little bit. Were you asking, what are, how do you know if you have a relationship with Jesus? Or, or what does a relationship yeah. with Jesus look like?
4: Yes, the second one, yes.
0: Okay, what does it look like in a practical way? Man, you know, every, uh, so far the last call and another text that came in and this one uh, are all pointing us to John chapter 15. So the Gospel of John chapter 15. Jesus talks about what it means to be in a relationship with him there in John chapter 15. And uh, he equates it with a vine and the branches of the vine. And so he says, you know, you might be familiar with these words, but uh, let me read them to you. He says, you know, I am the vine and you are the branches. And he says, every branch in me that does not bear good fruit, the the father uh, prunes, but he says, abide in me and I in you. And as a branch cannot bear fruit from itself, uh, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me he says he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit without me you can do nothing so Jesus is equating he's comparing a relationship with him to the relationship uh, that's so close between a vine and its branches Robert I'm going to ask you to hold again and we are going to break and um, we will be back in just a couple seconds or a couple minutes this is Calvary Live Uh, two minutes time is our break number to call 303-690-3000 we'll be right back Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible. If you have a prayer request, we'd love to pray for you on the air. Um, And if you have a situation in your life and you'd like to know what does the Bible say about it, uh, we would love to hear from you and uh, discuss it with you, open the scriptures with you. Uh, While I've got you here, before we go back to our caller, Robert, from before the break, um, let me give you the numbers to call. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. We've got one open line right now, so you can squeak in there if you've been waiting for a chance to call. You can also text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. Two things I want to tell you about... Uh, Before we go back to our callers, number one, if you are in the Longmont area, we'd love to have you come worship with us at the church that I pastor, Whitefields Community Church. So I'd just like to personally invite you. If you're in the Longmont area, come worship with us. We have a a great service plan this Sunday. We are sending a mission team to Hungary, which uh, if you heard the earlier part of the show, you know that I was a missionary in Hungary for 10 years doing church planting with Calvary Chapel. And uh, so I have a lot of friends in that part of the world. And so one of our friends uh, from Kiev, Ukraine, who leads an amazing ministry to uh, of church planting in the city of Kiev and throughout Ukraine. And um, his name is George Markey. He's going to be sharing with us about their ministry this coming Sunday. Um, just really great stuff. But otherwise, we're studying the letter to the Romans on Sunday. just amazing Uh material that we're studying through. And people sometimes say, hey, that was a great message. I'm like, hey, no, that was just a great uh, text of the Bible. Like we could just read that text and say amen and we'd have had a great Sunday. So uh, Romans is just amazing to study through. Um, The other thing I want you to know about, if you're in the Longmont area, you probably know there are big music and uh, running festival is coming up this weekend. It's called Rhythm on the River. And we are going to be out there with Whitefields and Grace FM. We're going to be out rhythm in the rhythm on the river. We're going to have a booth. We're going to be passing out these. Uh, we're working on this today. We're going to be passing out these pen drives that have uh, an entire sermon series on them that we did a couple months ago called um, "The Trouble Is," in which we uh, respond to difficult questions that people ask or objections that people have to Christianity. We did six messages on the the top six. Problems that people have with Christianity, and uh, and we address them uh, from you know not just a, a biblical perspective. That was the main one, but also from a scientific reason standpoint as well. And so uh, we're going to be handing those out. If you're if you're interested in that, come by our booth. Also, Grace FM will be there, passing out T-shirts, stickers, all that great stuff. Come visit us, Rhythm on the River, this coming Friday and Saturday, in Longmont and Rogers Grove Park, right off. Hover Street, and the Boulder County Fairgrounds. Let's go back to our caller on line three. Robert, thank you for sticking around. Appreciate it. So no, no problem. It's all we, good. We were talking about how do you, what does it mean to have a relationship with God? And what I told you is that the way that Jesus talked about it is he equates it with the relationship between a vine and the branches. In other words, the branches cannot live unless they are constantly in the vine. They won't produce fruit unless they're connected to the vine. And so... The next question is, what does that look like practically? Like, what does that look like on a Monday, right? Like, uh, how do you remain connected to Him? Well, I think the answer to that is is a couple things, but I would say that the the big picture is more important than the details in the sense that staying connected to Him is the key. Now, what how that looks like in practice might change from day to day, but it's going to have some of the same elements every day. And so some of those elements are going to be Scripture reading, if he's your Lord, you want to know what he says. You want to know about him. And the scriptures are his self-revelation, right? There was, he's telling us who he is and what he's like and the things that he loves and the things that he doesn't love and the things that he desires for us, what he created us for. So read the scriptures. I would encourage you to read them every day. Uh, get a Bible reading plan or, um, you know, read through the New Testament, grab a book of the Bible. That's one of the things that Calvary Chapel does really well, I have to say, is that um it's just that focus on reading through entire books of the Bible, getting the whole context rather than just playing like Bible roulette where you say, okay, God, I'm going to close my eyes, flip open the Bible and just point at something. And then you get a verse that says something like the worm will never die. And you know, something, uh, or stone all the witches and it's totally out of context and you have no idea what God's trying to say to you. So, um, read through books of the whole Bible. Um, listen to good Bible teaching. If you're, Calling in this radio station it probably means that you tune into Grace FM. Keep doing that, and I gotta tell you, being in a church community week in and week out is so important. So, prayer with other believers and alone, reading the scriptures, hearing the word taught, and uh, and serving the Lord—those are all really great factors. They're going to help you grow, and they're going to help you in your relationship with God.
4: Well, you know what, Pastor Nick? Think so much uh really appreciate it and it's uh, funny because the daily scripture that i read you know and it was actually the scripture you commented on uh so amazing stuff.
0: that's great and you know what's funny we just uh haven't even more uh calls about that and texts about that so awesome all right thank you mr all right god bless you robert thank you for uh sticking with us bye-bye you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. If you have a question about the Bible, if you have a prayer request, or if you have something in your life and you're curious what the Bible might have to say about it, give us a call 303-690-3000. It's 303-690-3000, or text us 720-336-0897. Let's go to David in Greeley, Colorado. Hi, David. Welcome to the program.
1: Yeah. All right, thank you. I got a question about John 15, verse 6, where he's talking about, if anybody does not abide in me, he's cast out, and then they gather him up and throw him into the fire. So I was wondering, who who are these people that he gathers up and throws them into the fire?
0: Yeah, I think that's um, clearly an, an allusion to hell, is what he's referring to. And... um And those people who do not abide in him, he's saying, will not go to heaven. They will not have eternal life. You know, another place where you see uh, a similar uh, text to this that I uh, I often point out to people, I'm going to go there myself right now, Matthew chapter 13, Jesus is telling a series of parables. They're sometimes called the kingdom parables there in Matthew 13. But he tells two of my favorite parables, and then he follows them with another parable. And here's what he says. So I'll just read to you real quick. Uh parable of the, ki- the hidden treasure. This is Matthew 13, verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man fies, finds, found, and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who upon finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, so this is the next parable. It's called the parable of the net. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. And when it was full, men drew it ashore, sat down, sorted them into containers. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. And in that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I do believe that Jesus is talking in both of these uh, texts. He's talking about hell. And what that means is that a person who doesn't abide in Christ, uh, that is essentially what salvation is. Jesus actually says in John 17, verse 3, he says, This is the essence of eternal life, to know me and to know my Father who sent me. And so, um, yeah, so that that's the essence of eternal life is to have this relationship with Jesus in which you are abiding in him and continually walking with him. And I'll just say this, a person who doesn't continually abide in him, this verse is making it very clear, will not have salvation. They are not saved. Now that brings up a concern, which is, I assume, why you're calling in. And that concern is, well, what if I fail to do that? What if I fail to abide in him like I want to, but I have a bad day and, uh, and then tragedy strikes and then my life's over. Does that mean that I'm going to hell or, or what if, um, you know, I I'm backslidden and, um, and then I get hit by a bus. I don't know. You know, so the question is, what if we're not doing it? Is that, would that be appropriate to assume that that's what you're wondering about?
1: Well, I don't struggle in that area, but I've just wondered about this verse. I I was thinking I was alluding to, uh, like, make-believers and people who think that they have a relationship with God through Christ. But, you know, on that day that they meet him, they'll say, Lord, Lord, did we not do all these things? And Jesus says, I don't even know you.
0: Yeah, no, I think it does apply to that as well. Uh, And I, I think that's what it's saying. So you know, here's one of the things that I love about the Bible, and I love what about what Jesus says is that it seems that he's there's something in there for every person wherever we're at. Okay, so there are some people who are like a bruised reed, right, in the sense that they are they are those people who say, "Man, I want to be holding on to Jesus." I'm just struggling or I'm backslidden or I'm caught in this sin and bondage and I I don't want to be I want to be out I want to trust in the Lord I want to walk with him but I struggle to those people the Bible gives a ton of encouragement now to the on the other hand you have the people who are kind of uh, maybe they take grace as a license to sin type of person okay. right like yeah. they're like oh you know I, I'm covered and now I can uh, live like a hog and die like a dog and and I'm I'm good because I said the sinner's prayer at junior high camp when I was 13, right? And, um, and so to those people, the, this verse is really important to point out to them that no, uh, you know, it's, it's not just a thing like where you can just tick the box and be good for the rest of your life. There's this ongoing relationship. But here's, here's where I would, I would come in and say, okay, here's what I would want to add to that uh, idea is, and, I'm, and I believe it's inherent to what the scriptures are saying, is that the, it is the power of God that works within you to keep you abiding in Him. That it's not just up to you. And, uh, you know, I wrote a, I wrote a blog post about this just last week and got a ton of response. Um, for any of our listeners who are interested, I, I write articles about once or twice a week. My uh, website is nickcady.org, N-I-C-K-C-A-D-Y. .org, so nickkatie.org. Okay, so I wrote this post because um, something happened. I was at home. I have a two-year-old daughter. And I love my daughter so much. You know, she's adorable. And at this age, she's learning a lot. And especially her speech is growing like leaps and bounds all the time. But she's not perfect, right? So she comes up to me one day. Actually, now every day. She comes up to me, sticks her arms up in the air and says, Daddy, can I hold you? You know, Daddy, can I hold you? And I, I think that what she means is, can you hold me? But when I do pick her up, she does hold on to me really tightly. So maybe, you know, I'm not sure which one it is. Like, is it that she just means to say, can you hold me? But she's saying it wrong. Or does she actually think of it like when I'm holding her? Does she actually think of it as her holding on to me? Because she is. And I just thought about that in terms of our relationship with God. Right. Because um, at the end of the day, she is holding. I mean, she is holding on to me. But at the end of the day, I'm holding on to her a lot tighter than she's holding on to me. And if she gets weak and loses her grip on me, I'm not going to lose my grip on her because she's mine. I'm holding on to her. And I think that's a really important perspective for us to have in this regard uh, when it comes to the Lord, is that for the person who says, uh, the person who's not the flippant person who just doesn't care, the person who says, I want to be walking with the Lord, but sometimes I struggle, sometimes I feel weak, sometimes I get caught up in stuff or I stumble. I think this would be the, that God's encouragement to them, that it's his power working within us that keeps us abiding in him. It's him holding on to us that his grip on us is stronger than our grip on him. I think about, uh, you know, 2 Timothy 2.13, um, If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Or one of my favorites, uh, Jude chapter, uh, well, there's only one chapter in Jude, right? So Jude 24 and 25, here's what he says. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. What a beautiful, I'm going to read that again because that is a beautiful text. Now unto him, God, who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory, with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory, majesty, dominion, power both now and forever, amen I just love that idea he is able to keep us from falling and he is able to present us before the presence of his glory in other words he is going to carry us through um, until the end because his grip on us is tighter than our grip on him
1: well that is encouraging I, we all falter at times and but God knows our heart, and it's like, Lord, I really don't want to keep doing this over and over again. It's up to you to help me. I have my part in in obedience, but if it was left up to us, we'd be sunk, you know. So oh, wow. we just gotta. He remains faithful, and we are faithless. So,
0: Amen. All, All right, right let that David. helps. God bless you. Thank you for calling in. Such a great topic. I'm so glad we got to talk about right.
1: it. Yeah, John 15 is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, so...
0: Absolutely. we got another uh, question about John 15 coming up after you, so... All looking right. Forward to Thank it. you so much. All right. Bye-bye. God bless you. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm here taking your calls and texts on the air today. If you have a question about the Bible, if you have a question about something going on in your life that you'd like to know, what does the Bible say about that topic? Uh, We'd love to talk with you about that. Or if you have a prayer request, something going on in your life that you would uh, like prayer for, love to discuss that with you. So the number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. Again, the text line 720- three, three, six, zero, eight, nine, seven. We have a text message that came in asking us, how can we discern if worship music is okay? There are many YouTube videos claiming that bands like Jesus Culture, Bethel and Hillsong are leading people away from God and are even satanic. So I think the best way for you to discern if worship music is okay is to look at the lyrics of that worship music and, um, and use discernment. Here's the thing that I would encourage you to do. Uh, you know, basically, you can find anything you want on, on YouTube. So you can find people who will have a YouTube video about every possible opinion, every conspiracy theory out there. So it's really hard to, uh, you know, I can understand how you could watch some YouTube videos and be confused by it. But here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Uh, turn off the YouTube. Look at the lyrics of the songs and compare them with the scriptures. Are they, are they scriptural? Are they biblical? Um, are, they, are they honoring God? Are they pointing people to Jesus? Uh, or are they not? So one of the ways that uh, worship music, I think, sometimes can uh, fail or falter is when they, they make us more introspective, more focused on ourselves. See, that's the whole key of the gospel. The whole key to the, of the gospel is, here's what Jesus has done. He did it, and, and the good news of the gospel is that He did it, not us, and, and, um, and we receive it by faith. He justifies us. We receive that justification. We don't justify ourselves, and so um, I would just encourage you in that. Does that music point you towards yourself, or does it point you towards Jesus? Does it, uh, does it help you? Does it kind of feed that... Um, that already innate sense that we have of um, being selfish and self-centered? Or does it point us away from ourselves and to Jesus so that we can have confidence in him? So I hope that answers your question. You are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, uh, taking your calls and texts on the air today. We have a caller on line one, but we seem to, have to be having some uh, problem connecting with our um, with our producer. So I'm just going to go ahead and take this call, and it'll be a surprise who it is. All right, line one. Hey, how are you doing? Welcome to Calvary Live. Hello. Hi. What's your name?
4: David. Hey. hey uh, question is, um, I'm a little confused about when we pray and we finalize a prayer. We're, in Jesus' name, is that in line with the Bible, or if we can just say amen?
0: Yeah, so the reason we say in Jesus' name is because Jesus told us several times, he said uh, that when we pray, that what, we will be given what we ask for when we pray, if we pray in his name. Now that, that gives us the automatic question, what does it mean to pray in Jesus' name? We have, that's a question that we have to answer. And so what it means to pray in Jesus' name, when we really dig into the meaning of that phrase, what it means is that we pray in accordance with his will. You think about if I was going to do something in your name, right? Like, a, Think of a, if I were to go to a county office and fill out some paperwork in your name, well, Implicit to that idea would be that I'm filling out that paperwork in compliance with your wishes. I, everything I'm doing is according to what you would want to, to happen and what you would want uh, to see um, yourself. And so that's the idea of praying according uh, in the name of Jesus. It, it refers to praying in uh, the will of Jesus, according to the will, according to the heart, according to the mind of, of Christ. You know, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 tells us that, because we have God's spirit in us, the believer has God's spirit in them. Therefore, we have been given the mind of Christ. And so we are able to pray according to the will of, of, of God. In other words, praying in the name of Jesus. Now, I do think that there can be a way in which that can become a, kind of a superstitious thing or a rote thing in which we just kind of, you know, in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, as That's just how we sign off. Kind of like when we talk to people on the phone, we say, talk to you later, goodbye. Um, but it is meant to be much more than that. To say, in Jesus' name, means according to your will. Like Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, not my will, but your will be done. I'm going to ask for something, but at the end of the day, I submit that to the will of the Father, and I ask Him to have His will be done, not mine. Does that answer that question for you?
4: Yeah, in some ways, I wanted to find out if we go in your will, amen. I mean, we talk in words, Jesus wants to talk, say in words, so if we say in Jesus' name, or in His will, Amen.
0: Yeah, if that I believe that is what the meaning of the, the phrase, you know, in the name of Jesus, I believe that's what it means. It means according to His will, according to His character in line, as much as this lines up with His will and character then let it be so. Then, Of course, that's what the word Amen means, let it be so.
4: Okay. And I just want to uh, thank you yeah. Um, just pray for him, that God gives me wisdom and in, in uh, reading his word with the Holy Spirit continually.
0: Yeah, I'd love to pray for you. Uh, let's go ahead and do that. Heavenly Father, we pray for uh, our brother on the line here today, and we ask that you would bless him. Lord, we pray that he would be uh, truly doing your will, that he, as he prays, Lord, his prayers would be in line with your will and your heart. And so we pray that uh, you would keep him. Lord, we had that question uh, about your word there It said about what does it mean to abide in you. So we pray for this caller, Lord, that you would help him by your strength to abide in you, that you would hold on to him as he's holding on to you. And thank you for the great promise that your grip on us is so tight, even when our grip loosens. So Thank you for that, Lord, and we uh, bless our brother and praise you in Jesus' name.
4: Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, brother.
0: Okay. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. God bless you, too. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air. Uh, the number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720 720- 336-0897, that's 720-336-0897. Our text line was, uh, I wasn't getting the text messages for a few minutes here, but I think we've got that problem fixed, hopefully soon. And uh, yep, just now it got fixed. So if you, uh, you can text us 720-336-0897 is the text line. Or again, call us, we have all open lines right now, 303 690 3,000. So since we have open lines, let's go back over the text line. We have one person texted in and said, I was at the First Expositors Collective, and it lives up to everything that you would hope it would be. I pastor a church in downtown Denver, and I went there to understand my understanding of preaching and the roles that plays into that. It's the best conference or seminar that I have ever participated in and young pastors and their wives should absolutely go to this. Wow. That is some high praise for the, uh, Expositors Collective. I'm not sure who this is. I'm sure it's somebody that I, I would know because I was at that first one. So, Hey, whoever you are, uh, Thank you for these words of encouragement to other people to participate in this. We really, you know, us who are organizing it, myself, Pete Nelson, Pastor Ed Taylor, we really believe this is a great thing and a lot of people are going to benefit from it. And we would love to see just as many people take advantage of it as possible. We do have a set number that we can take. We can take up to 150 people and it's going to be kind of first come, first served. So if you haven't reserved your spot yet, make sure to do so now. Dates are July 20th and 21st. Uh, here at Calvary Aurora, and um, it's going to be a really great time. So just a a time of equipping. If you know anybody, maybe not you yourself, but maybe you know somebody who would benefit from it, um, that'd be great. We just heard that the Southern Baptists of Colorado put it out to all their pastors this week or last week, and so we're excited to, to be able to uh, partner with those guys and bless some of those guys as well. So God's doing a great thing through this Expositor's Collective, and we're really happy to be a part of it. So you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady the, from Whitefields Community Church, Longmont, Colorado. The number to call is 303 690 It's 303-690-3000, or text us, 720-336-0897. Let's go back to our text line. Hi, I recently got married. I told my wife that she can pay the bills, but last night she was uh, upset that I wrote two checks for my car payment and another for a credit card payment. I told her today I was sorry for not letting her do it. I'm so used to doing it myself and working on it, but I don't think this was I didn't think this was going to make her upset. Uh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. you know, if you recently got married, here's what I would tell you. I'd tell you that most fights that happen in marriages, happen over things that are, at the end of the day, somewhat inconsequential. Uh, but they do, see, here's the thing about marriage, you know, it's one of God's greatest tools in your life to, let's, uh, it's like a chisel. Like, think about this, if you, if you are a, Take a statue, for example, right? You remember Michelangelo's old axiom, how he used to say that uh, when he would look at a raw piece of rock or material, raw piece of marble, that he could envision the statue and he felt like it was his job to release the statue from the unnecessary rock that it was surrounded in. The Bible tells us that we are like living stones that God is building up together into a holy habitation. It's a picture of the temple and God saying that God does not dwell in temples made by human hands, but in the hearts of his people. And he inhabits our praises. He inhabits us as his people uh, when we're gathered and individually. And I love that, that idea of living stones, because here's the thing about uh, stones, right? They bump against each other. They rub against each other. And what happens? It knocks off the rough edges. And that's something that happens in marriage as well. You know, myself, I've been married uh, this year in September. It will be 14 years. And uh, it's been one of the greatest, of course, one of the greatest experiences of my life. And it's also been uh, one thing I tell married couples is that this, this relationship will probably bring you more joy and at the same time it will probably bring uh, the deepest hurts and the greatest joys. Right, because the the whole idea of opening yourself up to another person, getting in close proximity to another person who is a sinner like you, is that you will hurt each other, and there will be times when you frustrate each other. I would encourage you, um, in these ways, be humble, and be loving, you know, and just apologize and be patient. You just got married. I, I think this one's going to blow over, but. Um, you know, just you're, you're going to work these things out. You're going to sit into, set into your groove. But just know this, that God is using this relationship in your life, and it's designed to work this way in order to change you and transform you into the person that he desires for you to be. Uh, and this is his tool to do so. So we have come up on the end of our show. Thank you for tuning in today. God bless you. Calvary Live is every weekday from 4 to 5 p.m., And uh, tune in every day. God bless you. My name is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.